Oh, we're not recording. All right. There we go. What did we talk about today, Joy? We talked about origin and the fact that we keep fingering the blues. And without lube, just a bit of blood. Dad kisses. And what I love most is how those fuckers turn on each other so quickly. (laughs) So quickly. (laughs) You gutless dogs. (laughs) Dog cunts. Dog cunts. What else? What else we got? Uh, What do we... uh, Man, we went went, uh, fairly deep on some... We did fishing under rail bridges. Um, then we got down to shitting local on each other, local council. I don't even know what the fuck happened today. Oh man, like when you have a few beers, all the shit comes out. Yeah, I know, and I'm still recovering from last night. I had a pretty big last. T- t- fuck. Be- yes. Yeah, okay. See you later, everybody. Talk soon. Uh-huh. Uru. <laughs> Notices. That's right. No one has a fucking clue. They're still listening. Story of my life. They're still listening. <laughs> Alright, uh, I think we're on. Are we on? Yeah, we're, we're fucking on. Here we go. We're bad? Pub MO. Just it's the place where um beers. And stories are your pub and ammo. Pub and ammo. Pub and ammo. Your weekly dose of BS. <laughs> hey, we got a hey, drink. We got a drink to something real quick. You, We're going to kick it off with a tequila, man. Yeah, if, Queensland. If, if you've joined us for the first time. Where the fuck have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> like, we're, we're pretty much a big deal, eh? We're like, we're like the anchor man. <laughs> Just ask us. We're a big deal. Yeah. I promise you. Um, <laughs> I've actually, I was thinking today, I've got a, there's a, oh, he's still dying. Sorry, I'm just still coughing up a lung, man. I've got a yeah. subway f- sign on my farm and I was, I was thinking, we should fuck it off and put a pub MO. Yeah, go on then. There. Yeah. We'll get one printed up. Your face, my face, a big fucking yeah. billboard on the side of the highway. Your face, my place. <laughs> Could be weird. <laughs> Don't make it weird. I'm up for it though. Yeah. Oi, let's drink some piss. All right, let's Queensland. Go. Queensland to the fucking maroons. Go the maroons. They've go. done it again. <sighs> Billy fucking Slater. I think he has like elevated himself into like a coaching realm that I doubt any other coach has elevated themselves into in four games. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I th- he's shown a, an aptitude for coaching. That I don't think anyone's ever seen in the NRL. And I, I think the thing with Billy is he just doesn't take no shit. Like, he's not a person who's like, I don't take no shit. But he'll be just like, nice to you. But he's like, in his head, he's like, nah. Straight up and down. Straight up and, and down. And that's the best like, way to be. Nah, I'm just, I'm going to be honest here and no. He must be, he must be a quite a clever dude. Yeah, he is. Because I remember watching something on him and, and he, high school wasn't really for him and education wasn't really for him and that yeah, sort of I, stuff. I remember him when he was but, a young fella. He he wasn't like this smart kid. No. Like, like he was he was outgoing and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. played a lot of sport and all that sort of stuff, but he didn't stand out in the academic side of things or anything like that. But he must like be me. very clever though. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is cleverness and smartness are two different things. Yeah, I guess they are. You're probably right. I think book, book smarts and world smarts. Well, fuck. Put it this way: I, we sent my kid to the doctor yesterday. Mm. Doctors, yep, supposed to be smart, tertiary educated human beings, and PhDs and shit. Just before they went, she went to go into the thing. Someone pressed the alarm on the building, so they had to evacuate. Yeah, the building. Yeah. By the time they got back in, that doctor was so flustered because she thought World War Three was fucking about <laughs> to happen. 
<laughs> she just wrote a script up for this anti-nausea stuff. She, my daughter's got like influenza A. That's what yeah, I yeah. would put it down to. Yeah, That's yeah. what she's got. Chest infection, coughing up yeah. shit, all that sort of but stuff. Yeah, Of course, she's spewing so much because she's got a high fever. Yeah. She didn't even take a fucking temperature. Are you serious? Didn't do none of that. She's that fucking like... Pandemic, she was like, fucking, there must be a war going on outside. I kid you not, so it's so just, hard to find a good GP at the moment, oh, isn't it? It's I, terrible. I said, so she didn't take any, any no fucking vital, nothing. And she yeah. goes, no. She just read out a script for fucking nausea and I said, what about antibiotics for the for the actual influenza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, no, no, we just got um, strong painkillers. Well, that's what I got told the first time around, eh, when I, when I had pneumonia a couple of weeks ago. They were like, oh, no, it'll just run its course. And I was like, oh, all right, then 48 hours later, I could barely breathe. I had to go to the bloody hospital. And the doctor was like, meh, I'm just give you a quick chest x-ray. I think something else is going on there. Sure as shit it was. Yeah. I know, I know, it's terrible. We've actually gone back to our GP up in Cairns. Because you just, number one, it's almost impossible to get into a GP yeah. down here for a start. Um, and then when you find one, they're like, oh, I just got out of school. I yeah, think, and the other is. thing is too, like if you ring a GP and you make an appointment, they tell you it's four weeks. Yeah. Locally. It's what's, like, oh, my legs, fuck- my legs are about to fall off. Yeah, yeah. What's um, the fucking point? Come back in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> next appointment's in four weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, forget it then. Yeah, no, they, look, yeah, there is a huge difference between book smarts and world smarts and yeah. that sort of stuff. But, but yeah, we, we sort of veered off Billy, but if you wanted to head back on the origin route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, go. I love origin, eh? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a union fan more than I'm a league fan, yeah. but I, I actually, origin is. Yeah. I was thinking about today about Billy, like the type of person he is. Like he's a person that's just fucking just <laughs> <laughs> put it down the right throat. Wrong old. <laughs> Heard that before. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Jesus. Yeah. Normally I don't even gag but swallow. <laughs> but he's he's a very family orientated person. <sighs> yeah. And he likes to keep a lot of stuff to himself. Yeah. Okay. As well. Like he's I did a podcast with his wife and we, we said a few things and I had to pull a few things out because he's just like, no, I don't want, want that part of my life to be known sort of thing. Oh, okay. So it was, it was good that way. It was like he's, he's, he's tough-minded and, and, and knows, knows what he wants and doesn't want out of life sort of thing. Yeah. And um, he loves his horses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. side of it. No one's really seen the, the full sort potential that he's got on that. Like he is... He was, used to um, ride uh, train horses for Gay Water. Yeah, my missus used to ride against him growing up, and she said he was an awesome rider. Mm. Same with his missus too. Apparently, she's a bit of a gun yeah. rider as well. Great in the saddles. So, um, yeah, but he's he's just what he's done in the last couple of weeks. Under all the pressure, everyone's slinging shit at him because he didn't pick certain players and all that sort of stuff. And to be honest, the two players that he picked that no one really wanted or thought that he should pick, they're almost the best on the field. Yeah. You know, Reese Walsh and the Hammer, mm. they were fucking unreal. And Especially that Reese Walsh man, 20 <laughs> years old, to step up like that yep. on, oh, it's probably rugby league's biggest stage, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know it what I mean? And to step up like that at 20 years of age, fuck, come on. And like it, like I said in the last podcast, it's pretty much exactly what happened. He um, picked, he chose someone who he's he seen promise in, like in himself, sort of. Mm, and yeah. Seen, and I, I heard that. Um, Walsh just fucking idolises Billy. Yeah, I like heard that too. Said, Someone else so. said that. On, I was listening to a podcast the other night and, mm. and you know, to be one-on-one for, for the last fortnight with probably the best fullback that's ever played the game. Well, he is the best fullback that's yeah. ever played the game. Yeah. There's no question about that. Um, I had to do wonders for a kid like that. Yeah. But then to have the confidence to come out on the paddock and 
I can't. I think it was I was behind Marshall or Gal, one of them that was talking about you know his first run in that game. He ploughed straight into Reese Walsh uh, into Payne Haas. Yeah, who's one of the biggest, <laughs> toughest fucking human beings on the on the paddock. Just full tilt straight into him. Yeah. And to make that, and to make that as worse for New South Wales, he even managed to get onto his onto his guts too. Like he didn't get put on his back. No, he was on all fours, <laughs> jumped straight back up, played the ball real quick. You yeah. know, and, and New South Wales have been talking about bashing him and belting him and all that sort of stuff, and he just ran a fucking muck. I think he's a bit too quick to, to bash and belt, and he's a bit of a chunky little fucker. Yeah. Like you don't realise how big some of these yeah. guys are until you get up close to them. Like I, I saw Kalen Ponga play last year, and I always thought Kalen Ponga was a Small, full, skinny, but fella. he's not, man. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got a set of glutes on him, like Serena fucking Williams. Mm. Like they're they're big, chunky boys. All these boys nowadays. Yeah, you have to be. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. When you got all these big sollies and pollies and and all that, it's oh like, man. man, that's the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're that you they're that to. size by fourteen years old. <laughs> like it's just fucking ridiculous. And they're like every year, it's just like. Fuck, there's a bigger one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 2.0, 3.0, Sunny Bill 4.0. I know, it's ridiculous. But they just did so well. I really think that the the mental head fuck that's gone on from Queensland to New South Wales over the last, like, 15 years, I think it really has fucking had an effect. Yeah. And I think it's going to start to it's, be – Wait, a, you know how much of a big effect it's got? It's fuck the Johns family. It has, hasn't it? That was so good that they started ripping into each other. Oh, fuck, that was brilliant. Actually, I listened to a podcast today with um, Matty Johns and um, Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk? That's Cooper, what I just listened to as well. Cooper Cronk reckons – oh, well, um, he's brought up his brother. He goes, oh, well, you aren't actually talking at the moment, so we'll skip past that one. Yeah, 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 we'll bypass that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that Joey? Oh, no, he's not here. He's not talking to me. He reckons <laughs> – but um, it, it, it is, I think it, it with certain teams, you know, you get your bogey teams. And the same things happen with the All Blacks and the Wallabies. You know, the All Blacks have just won for so long now that mm. I think the Wallabies genuinely have a hard time remembering how to beat them. It's, it's a very much a psyche thing. Because if you look across the paddock, New South Wales and Queensland, there's just as much talent on both sides of the fence. Yeah. But it's just become a real psychological barrier that they just don't seem to be get over. To be get I've, over. Be I've getting seen it. over. In jiu-jitsu, just in your club. Yeah. Like if you beat someone a few times in a roll. Yep. All of a sudden you can just keep beating them. You just keep beating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And easier. Yeah, it's that's like they right. sort of give up when you roll. But if you roll someone fresh and never rolled with them before, yep. it's hard to get anything on yeah, them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you don't know their game. You don't know what exactly. they're up to. You don't exactly. know anything. And it's like, holy shit. And then, then you see them roll with another person and then they're like tapping out in five seconds. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck just happened? Game. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. And I really feel that's where Queensland, New South Wales are at. And the one, the other part I, I love, I hate to see it because it's exactly what the Wallabies did too. Fuck, they turn on each other quick. Mm. You know, like Tedesco, everyone wants him hung and booted out of the fucking team. Keep like, him in your fucking He's the team. best cunt you've had in the side <laughs> for the last probably seven years. And I heard he had a good game on a weekend. I didn't see it. but Mate, I he actually had a good game. game in the origin. Yeah, he did. He yeah. nearly scored two. He only, ran the for two hundred and twenty meters. Only, he, they reckon his sprigs must have been long ago. He kept slipping over just as he was about to yeah, tackle but, everyone. But there was plenty of players <laughs> that were slipping over, but the dude I, made like I think like it was 30. the field. I think it was too. It was greasy, greasy. But it was uh, the, uh, locally. We used to play here. You play in Innisfail. It's a soft, big, long grass. Yeah. Very hard to get slow speed track. Up. Slow track. You get a fucking mariba. It's short cooch. Mm. You feel like an Olympic sprinter. I love a short cooch. Just quite. <laughs> gooch. 
<laughs> you'd be, you'd Shorter the better. Gooch. Like I'm talking like a bowling green. <laughs> yeah, we used to play up Mariba and it feels like you're on a running track. It feels like you could yeah, yeah, yeah. do the length of field in 10 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I remember playing up here as exactly the same. But um, I just don't know. And now New South Wales has lost Cleary. He's out for the rest of the series, I reckon. Mm. Six to eight weeks he's done. So, and, uh, and now they're, uh, and now okay. they're out to crucify right. whoever the next person is. So I bet you half the half that spine's gone. You'll have Luai won't be there. I don't think they'll pick Luai. No, they won't because I don't think they will either. Cleary. Yeah. It all, it's, now it's going to be Hines. It's going to be, I reckon they'll even pick old mate from um, fucking South. Yeah, Cody Walker. Cody Walker. Yeah, I know. The only thing that's going to work he against him. He fucks up an original. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already had two or th- maybe three or four cracks at it. Yeah. And he's just never bought the same game, I yeah. suppose. They reckon he's They've got to pick Nico Hines. They no, have to pick he's the Nico halfback. Hines. You just have to. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think if any player is could possibly turn it around for them, I reckon it's him. Mm. Because he's been brilliant for Cronulla all year yeah. and last year too. And we got he got Player of the Year. That's right. But couldn't get an Origin. Yeah, I know. Go figure. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of Luai. No, I like oh, he's he's talented, no doubt about yeah. it. But I'm not a fan. The attitude, he's just a grub. Yeah, he's a bit of. But a grub. I reckon if you knew him, you'd like him. I, and that's like well, I, was, I said that on the podcast before, didn't I? About Paul Gallen. You yeah. know what I mean? If he was a Queenslander, yeah. he'd be everyone's favourite Queenslander. Yeah. But he's not. So he's a fuckhead. Yeah, no fucking fuck. Luai. So is Luai. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I just don't think they'll pick Luai with with Hines. I can't nah, see it. No, nah, I can't see it either. I could almost see him picking Adam Reynolds and Hines. To be honest, mm. I feel like Hines could play six. Yeah, he could. No drama at all. No drama at all. He's got a great running game. I think it'd be – and then you've got Reynolds to Reynolds, just – because Reynolds has been at, brilliant the for the Broncos. <laughs> Man, the Broncos are just – they are an absolute freight train <laughs> at the moment. Like they've got all their forwards. The oldest forwards are like 25 yeah. or something like that. They're all young motherfuckers. But, and that's what they're saying. Like everyone was bagging the past few years – you got to build a club from yeah, the ground you do. up. You go yeah, through yeah, the, yeah. The, the the shiny period. Yeah, then it all falls apart. Yeah, you got to start again and build. Yeah, again. that's right. Guess what? The building started Everyone's three years like, ago. The building like started Kevin three Walls, years it's ago. Not Kevin, it is Kevin Walls, but it's not. It's no, but he, he stuck to his guns yeah. and he knew what he was going to do. He knew what he was trying mm. to achieve, and and he's achieved it. It's only taken him three years. Yeah, and they weren't that bad last year. They were very no. good last year. They it's just had a shit game apart, at the yeah. wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they they you know, and you look at the amount of. Origin players you could pull out of there. Mm. I watched that that centre that plays from that Katoni Stags. Yeah, mate, he was a fucking weapon on the weekend. I'd almost put him in an Origin jersey. Yeah, I, I'd I'd probably have him and Latrell Mitchell. And they, what's the other? Someone, someone Burra got something Burra name. He's a second row, I think. For who? Uh, Broncos. Broncos. So you got Capewell. You got Jordan Ricky. He's a redhead. Oh, no, that's uh, Horsburgh. He plays for Canberra. Oh, Canberra. He plays for Canberra. Yeah, he's a bit of a monster. Yep. Corey Horsburgh. See, this is how much I know my fucking – because I haven't got KO. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I follow it a bit. I do follow it a bit. I always watch the highlights and all that sort of thing. I don't mind the rugby. But, yeah, Horsburgh's big, bad, fucking red-headed ranger. Yeah. A fot. You ever heard the term fot? There's a term for you. I've heard of fob. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, fob, fresh off the boat. Oh, yeah, everyone knows fob. No. So he's fresh off the toilet. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. This is full of the rangers out there. They're a fucking orange thing. (laughs) 
You can have that. <laughs> Take that and run one. with it. Take, <laughs> Take that, that and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to be careful if I drop it around sometimes. I've got a few mates that oh, are rangers. It's like the jokes I tell. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Children's dead, yeah. You. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next game. I think Queensland's going to roll them. I think no Cleary. Players up and down. Tedesco under the pump. And just the psyche part of things. I think going up to fucking Suncorp and winning Cauldron. there, mate. It's just... Billy's <laughs> just sitting here going... <laughs> yeah. Rubbing his hands like, together. Like with a, a fully fit firing Cleary and Luai playing well together, I think they were a chance at, I think, at, at Suncorp. But um, without him... Oh, mate's back. Forget it. Going to be back there, I reckon. Who? Full back. Luttrell. Luttrell. Yeah, but I think well. he'll, he'll be in the centres. Yep. Which is all right because I think that... Fido will hold on to him. Yeah. You know, he, he just, he's a beast, that Mitchell. I don't <laughs> like him, but fuck, he's a beast, eh? I'm not a fan, but man, he's an absolute monster of a fucking footy player. We thought we'd seen he's it all. He's okay, with. but he needs to get hit with the bus. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly right. Crossing we, just, we just need him to have a tra- tragic fucking hip injury or something that just renders him useless. Because he won't die if you get hit by a bus. He's no, no, big. no. You'll probably hear the bus will be a write-off. Fuck the bus up. He's a unit, eh? Like I thought like, oh, I, was, I was always a fan of Greg, Greg Inglis because just, just big and fast and, yeah. and not even ripped. No. Like him and Latrell aren't ripped at no. all. You know what I mean? They've got big torsos yeah. on them, big, big barrel chests and that sort of stuff. But they're not your, your typical I think Trell's six probably pack bigger, picked up. Bigger, but I don't think he has the speed that. No, I don't know. think he had the same speed as Inglis. No. God, Inglis was fast man yeah. for a big man. Because he, he was had a big that boy. long stride. Mate. He was just a, he was a freak. Mm. Remember, we had buddy him, Hodges, Falau, all in the same team. The thing like, with Inglis was he wasn't a player that. Every time he touched the ball, it was like, but he had four runs a game that changed the game. Yeah, they did. Yep. One of them, <laughs> Every would, game. One of them would be for 80 metres <laughs> yeah. and he'd usually probably fucking score too. Palms, palms, some far off in the mate. face. <laughs> that was a 200 metre second At sprinter. Origin, I don't know if I've seen a more dominant player at Origin level than yeah. Greg Inglis. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think there's ever been one. Mal probably was a beast. Mal. I was yeah, about I reckon Mal. Mal's, Mal's probably <laughs> close. And I feel like if if Mal played in today's games, because I've seen him a handful of times and I've and I've met him once, like very quickly. And I feel like if he played in today's game, he probably would have been even better, just with dieting and training yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. he was an absolute fucking Sherman it's tank. A, he was, he was so thick, man. <laughs> I don't think people realise how big Malbaninger is. Like when he shook my hand, I felt like a little bitch. <laughs> and I've got big hands. Like I don't have little hands. But his hands were like dinner plates, man. They just folded me up and I was like, <laughs> I love you. let a little giggle out. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. I've never seen a crowd in a nightclub part for anyone like that. <laughs> and he wasn't trying to push guns out of the way. He was walking through very, you know what I mean? And people just got out of the road like, holy shit. He's a, he's a unit. And I just think if he had played in today's game, imagine what he would have been. Yeah. With all this plyometric training and all the dieting <laughs> and that's, oh, mate, forget it, you know? <laughs> I've got a funny story from, uh, we had the Banana Congress a few years ago down on uh, Sunny Coast. Yeah. And it was the exact same place where Queensland did all their – they trained for the week and stayed there for the week. So oh, okay. So they were in the same resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yep. all sort of in the same resort. Was that a state one or a national one? 
What's that for? The meeting for bananas. No, it's, they... it's national. National, yeah, yeah right, okay. Yeah, so if we just get fly down for that for all, like three or four days, whatever. Yeah. And we went down the first day, I rocked in there, had pen and paper, ready to have a listen and everyone was there and I'm watching and it fucking got boringer and boringer. I was, and then I was right up the front <laughs> and I just put my pen down and I just fucking got up and walked out in front of everyone and then within 10 minutes there was about 100 people behind me. I was a kind of oh, broke no, the kidding. camel's back. Really, really? <laughs> They'd all had a gutful of how to fuck this. <laughs> and and while, while that was going on, um, Billy was, was training and that and then we, we ended up catching up for a coffee and we um, went out the back for a coffee and stuff and a chat we haven't, I haven't, cause I haven't spoke to him for a few years actually yeah. before that. And we went <laughs> later on that afternoon we went um, – they had a bit of a piss up, and a couple of followers. And oh, the Queensland was training out on the field because they put a field, made a field for them out inside of the resort. Yeah. So we said, "Oh, we'll all go out and watch them." And there's one fellow I hadn't met Billy from Tully, mm. and he goes, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I said I'll introduce you to him." <laughs> and he, he goes, "He come over to us, and Billy come over and talk to us." And he and he goes, "Oh, uh, um, Billy." I walked up and said, "Billy, how about an autograph?" And he's and he's looked at me all funny, and I said, "Oh, where do you want me to sign?" <laughs> and Billy just looked at me like, "You flog!" Like didn't even say anything. Just like you're a fuckhead. <laughs> Don't do this to me in front of the public. Yeah. And then then I was like, end up texting him later, and I said, "Sorry, man, I'm just a drunk fuckhead." <laughs> My bad, I was blind. Okay, yeah, well, it was the first time I looked like a proper fuckwit, eh? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Come on, bud. First Let's time be ever. Honest. Let's be <laughs> honest with each other. It's not the first time. We know it's not. I was actually speaking of the, the first time you were fucking me and the missus went out last night. It was my birthday yesterday, 43 years old. I know. Happy birthday. Oh, fuck. I'm feeling I had a few cocktails and a few drinks and I, oh, I was a bit rusty this bit morning. Bit of cock? Bit of cock, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I got some. She didn't. Um... <laughs> But uh, shit, what were we talking about? Cocktails, cocktails. <laughs> Your birthday. Oh went yeah, out. yeah. So, so we, uh, yeah, we went oh, out. You must have had a bit of cock. That's what you're thinking oh, about mate, right I'm now. I'm frazzled today. Eh? <laughs> like that's the first big night I've had on the Terps in <laughs> that long. Yeah, that long. At least that long. Mm. A fair fucking while. So yeah, when I opened one eye this morning, and you know when you, you stay in a hotel, and it was a nice hotel right on the waterfront, views the ocean, all that sort of bullshit. Um, but it's just not your bed. Yeah. It's just not your bed. You know what I mean? Like, it was a great bed. It was a fantastic bed. Aircon was fucking freezing cold, like, closed the curtains. Yeah. Crashed out, thought, yep, going to have a good sleep. You reckon I could go to sleep? Nah, stiff nah. them cunts, eh? It was fucked. They're like... I was still awake at two o'clock in the morning. Sponsored by Visiboard. Oh, my <laughs> Cardboard. God. It was the worst. <laughs> I just could not switch off. And I also think, too, it was the ambient noise outside. Yeah. Cars and... and the rain falling and all. It just was not my bed. I did the rain have falling. A, the rain falling as he tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he tops off another drink. Good man. Um, it just, yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely rattled me. But, uh, yeah, we so we hit the town and went out for a few, <laughs> a few bevies, a few sneaky ones. But I tell you what, it's just such uh, like we didn't get super dressed up. And I know I've talked about this before and I've been trying to explain it to the missus like that no <laughs> one dresses up now. And she put a nice little dress on and had a coat because it was pissing down with rain and that sort of thing. And we went, we went to a couple of venues and just grabbed a few drinks and that. So, and she was dead set astounded. She's like, the people just don't give a fuck anymore, do they? I said, no, not at all. Like it was just, 
It, it's probably what our parents looked at us. Maybe like. it was. Maybe it you was. you remember when comes in the, you watched the, like, 1920s, everyone went to town in a fucking suit. Oh, yeah, three-piece suit, waistcoat, <laughs> fucking little watch in the pocket, yeah. the whole works, you know. And then I guess it's just gotten less and less from there to the point where now the young fellas go out wearing footy shirts, footy shorts, a fishing shirt, and a pair of Crocs and to a nightclub. <laughs> A fucking nightclub, <laughs> like it just and they fucking hook, <laughs> yeah, they, they fucking oh, and they them. pull a root. <laughs> Honest to God, it can't be that easy. All it comes down to is them, them girls have a dad that looks like that dude. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just so many girls <laughs> with daddy issues out there nowadays. Oh, it just blows me away, man. Like we were just sitting there looking at the crowd. <laughs> Come, what the fuck is going on here? And like, I think old mate just... probably just got some rotten prawns and stuck them under oh, his armpits probably. and walked in like, yeah, 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 that's oh, exactly you right. You remind me of my dad oh, when f- he got back from the reef. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy was a fisherman too. <laughs> he caught trawlers. Fuck you now. So it was, yeah, it was just, it was an absolute eye opener for it. It was really quite funny actually, just watching people walk past, but. Like I say, like I'm in the security industry, right? And over the years, yeah, you, I guess like with work, you develop a certain skill set. And I've over the years become really fucking observant. Like I just, I just see things and I don't miss them and and that sort of stuff. But your glasses on, how do you? And see that's probably it. I, I do go for an extra, so I'm twenty thirty vision. Um, I got them, <laughs> I got them to magnify it a little bit more. So uh, your eyeballs look fucking huge to me right now. Right now, that could be the blow, the coke, but we don't know. Um, and. As we tip. were walking in, as we were walking into Gillies, there was, and I love motorbikes, so there was a really nice bike sitting out the front of a GSXR 1000 black one, all blacked out. It was, it was, I was like, whoa, I'd love a bike like that. I'd probably die on a bike I'd, like that. I'd like to fall off that Yeah, bike. yeah, I'd love to crash that. <laughs> Fuck, that looks, like a, that looks like fun to crash, that does. Anyway, went in. There was one young fella in there with a motorbike jacket on, and you know you're a flog when you keep your jacket on. Keep your jacket on. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I've, I used to ride all the time and had all the gear. Did he have Thunderbirds written but on it? No, almost. And it was one of those jackets that had like the padding in the elbows. It was yeah. a real race jacket. But, you know what I mean? Did he have like the tassels? Almost. And he's like strutting through the venue like he was all out in a bag of chips. So I noticed him. I noticed him because he had a jacket on. He was the only motherfucker in there with a jacket on. So I'm like, well, the bike had to be his. End of story. Anyway, we... We're heading out the door and as we were crossing the road to walk back to the hotel, there's five coppers standing around this bike fucking having a look and, you know, getting the red joe and all that sort of stuff. And I, I knew it was his. Hmm. It, was, it had to be his. There was no one else. And as we walked past, I just said, oh, look, if you're fucking looking for him, he's in the smoking area. I said, you sure? I said, well, there's only one prick in there with a motorbike jacket on, mate, <laughs> and he's in the smoking area. And they went, ah, oh, fucking good. And I said, his helmet's actually just... In the, in the reception area there, I saw I saw the helmet sitting on the thing when I put my brolly in there. So I said, go grab his helmet, can't go, can't go anywhere. And this copper goes, didn't stop him last night when he did the bolt from us with no fucking helmet on. I went, oh, really? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> Off they marched straight in but the venue. how smart is he parking out the front what of Gillies? What a silly cunt. Like if you've just done the bolt from the police, you don't then go and park underneath a, a fucking CCTV camera that the police run. Like, you literally park 20 yards away from it. Of course they're going to see the fucking bike. You flog. And if you're going to run, you at least take it home and paint the cunt afterwards. <laughs> fucking hell, don't it leave it the same all, colour. probably all white last yeah, night. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, you silly prick. My missus like, how the fuck did you notice that? Oh, I don't know. OCD, ADHD, <laughs> STD, one it's of those things. It's got D's in them. Yeah, it's got D's in it's them. Got it's D, an app. It's got D's. D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's an acronym, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, how fucks this weather? Feels like we have not been out on the water. When was the last time we speared? Fuck. Two months? Two months at least. At least, right? And I'm like two weekends ago, like I explained, it was perfect, like good spearing weather. We could have went. Oh, yeah, and I know. We and we up. didn't even know. Yeah. We just Did not know. Up. Had no idea. Yeah. Certainly not now. It's yeah, shit out. And I'm just now. like, man, when it, we missed out on probably that within two months now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it'll probably another be another two crack. months before yeah. we get a decent. And it will be, I think, because it's already June now. I just remember a few um, years ago, there was a, a few lows came into Sydney. Mm. And if they come into Sydney, it just sucks all, all the, the crap down all the, the coast, crap down doesn't there, it? And up here, it just becomes like the glass best. out. But nice and cool, yeah, and just yeah. the best. See, I love spearing. When, when those opportunities arrive, I love spearing up here in that time of year, mm. the winter time. Different but fish, water's clean, water's clean. It's yeah. always better viz. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it is the best time to spear mm. up here. And if you push out that little bit wider, too, you get the real nice clean water coming up from down yeah. south, like that real. Blue water. Yeah. There's no really green purple. in it. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost purple, especially yeah. when you get to the big drop-offs and that sort of mm. stuff. And I think this is the time of year you get a few doggies and that's starting to run up and down here as yeah. well. They'll start. They go up to about November, eh? So. Mm. Mm. Nah, so just... we can get a trip in. I'm just absolutely chomping at the bit at the moment. Mm. Me too. I just – Monday – I look at Sunday. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> look at the I, weather I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't even checked the weather in the last yeah. couple of weeks. I've just, I've almost given up now. Probably the last month it's been since I've actually had a decent look at the weather. Because I feel like it's just custard at the moment. And mm. I think it's going to be for a little, a little while longer. Yeah, it's not going to be that good. So probably 15 to 20s for the next yeah, little bit. Still shit house. Still shit house. But well, anyway, I was actually, like I was saying to you just before we jumped on air, I think I'm going to start hitting the pool a little bit, eh? Yeah. I, was, I used to. I used to do it quite regularly and I just probably stopped over the last couple of years. Yeah, probably because we were getting hitting enough. Hitting the pool table. Yeah, yeah, hitting the pool table. <laughs> um, but because we've been getting enough time and the water out on the reef itself, you, there's no real need to hit mm. the pool. But just lately we kind of haven't had the opportunity. Oh, the worst part is, you, like we'll explain, your, your breath hold just goes. So quick. So quick. Yep. It's, and I've been crooked too, so yeah. you throw that on top of it as well. Mm. Like that'll shorten up your um, your lung capacity and your I breath said, we'll be really, 30 really seconds, five metres. Yeah, I probably would be at the moment. You <laughs> know, like. Would be looking for crayfish? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never go looking for craze, you know that. You know what I mean? But I'd be like, ah, let's go to the lagoon. <laughs> but I just feel like at the moment it, it'd just be a little, little bit of crook, no diving. If I was to hit the water now, I'd dead set struggle to hit 10 metres. The other morning I had to go into the pool to clean the bottom of the pool in the corner, but I had no flippers, no goggles, nothing. Mm. I went to swim down and it was fins, close. fins, no yeah, fins. No fins. Flipper was a dolphin, Flippers. but yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 but I um, went to swim down with no flippers. <laughs> you uneducated hick. <laughs> <laughs> And they goggles, I got to down the bottom and then I was like, started like freak out a little bit because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> see. I'm like, fuck, it's only three metres. <laughs> I'm like, have I lost? I got to the top and I was like half like. <coughs> yeah, coughing and spluttering like, like lost? really? Has it gotten like, that bad? I expect everything just to like do it naturally. Yeah. So I went down and nothing happened naturally and I'm yep. like. What the fuck's happening? Go back to the top and nearly spewed up. <laughs> but then isn't it funny with when it comes to diving and spearing and that sort of thing, how you can be in the space of a month, you can be polar opposites. Where you, you can go out and have a day where five metres mm. is a battle. 
10 metres is a battle where you're just like, fuck. You get down there, you got to turn around straight back up. You just can't relax. You can't chill. You can't get your heart rate down and all that sort of stuff. But then you have other days where you go out and all of a sudden you're sitting at 20. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like, all, but whenever you got that feeling where you don't want to go up, there's never a fish around. No, I know. It's never, just sand and yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't have to go up. You, you're too busy wanting the fish to show up. No, we're going to have to stick to our five to ten metre trap for the next few yep. months, I reckon. I reckon. Once and we sh- get back in just there. Sh- just go down two and make sure you've got enough five metres on double your Double wrap. I find a double wrap on the shooting line. <laughs> You, just, you don't like, dive as deep, you just take longer they're shots. They're like, all these trouts have the shot through the top of their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, straight down. Hey, have you seen the new um, the new Rifes? So you know I'm a fan of the Rife guns. Um, I think we spoke about that last week, the new Rifes, the ocean yeah, ones. What were they called? Raiders? Was it a Raider? No, it wasn't a Raider. Raper. Raper? <laughs> was it? Reef Raper. <laughs> Rafe, you fucking idiot. That's what we do when we go to the reef. <laughs> We're the reef rapers. No, they've done these um, new guns and they've they got like a – it's weird. They're a timber gun. They're, they're called a raider. That's what they're called. They're a timber gun but they've got almost that cuddle shell. Um, yeah, the shape of it. Shape to them, yeah. which is really, really weird. I've never seen it before. But I was watching some guys. It's about um, the sturdiness so it's, it stays straight. Yeah, stability yeah. in the water. Yeah, Raider, mid-handled Raider series. So there's a Spiro on um, YouTube. I think he does a couple of podcasts. We, I know he does a t- couple of podcasts. I can't remember what they're called though. David Ochoa. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Mm. I think he's from the. He's either from the US or Hawaii, one or the other. Um, and he does a lot of sick trips. You know, like Chatham. Uh, what was it called? Chatham Islands. He goes to all these. Just Mozambique and Tonga and you name it, all those spots that are in the middle of nowhere. And he did a quick rundown on it. And yep. mate, when a bloke like that raves about it, like absolutely raved about it, mm. best gun he's ever used, he reckons. I, I thought about a gun, <clears throat> an idea, because don't steal it, everybody. This is my idea. It's already been patented. Don't Google <laughs> that, but it has. I painted it green and yellow. Painted it. <laughs> 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 no, I reckon. There should be a thing where you pull the trigger and the end of your line has like a a wing come out. When you just as you start pulling the trigger, the wing will come out to stop it kicking up or down and give it sturdiness in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you won't get like a stab- like yeah, a stabilizer. stabilizer. So it'll mm. just open up and it'll fire and then it'll just pull back in. So when you're pulling it through the water, that big fucking wing's not there, and as you're about to shoot, it when as you pull the trigger, oh, yeah, back, it mean. opens up. Yep. What's the biggest gun you've fired? Have you ever fired a three or four rubber gun? No, two. Yeah, two's as I've got, much I've as I've got two. I've got that fucking double roller. We put that in the pool, I'll show you some kick. Which one's that? Actually, the Zamburu? I, yeah. It is, eh? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's a lot of grunt, double roller. How big is it? How long is it? 1,300. Is it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's got 16 mil rubbers on it, so it's got some kick. Oh, that'll thump. Oh, you should try load it. <laughs> nah, you're, you're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have those load assist fins halfway down the shaft? No, I don't. Doesn't it? No. Ooh, so that's hard. I had to use an actual assist to load it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're a pain in the ass because when you use the assist, you pull down and then the assist, when you, you get halfway down, you use the assist, but when you pull it further, your assist falls out and floats to the bottom. Oh. Because you, you, you're dealing with the rubber now. 
Yeah, okay, I gotcha. And you. then I the gotcha. sister's like, oh, here, here I am. So then you got to load and swim down and chase your fucking assist. What do most people do with those assist things when uh-huh. they – because I've never used them. I've they, only used – well, like, yeah, where do you clip, put them? Clip them to the bottom of your gun. Or oh, your do you? Shark, ta- shark clip. Ah, right, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, easy, easy. But they're just a pain in the ass, really. And that's and that's the whole reason I ended up going because I've, tr- I've tried the rollers and I've tried this and I've tried that. And that's the whole reason I ended up going to Rife in the end. Mm. Just simplicity. Yeah. It's just a rail gun. It's literally enclosed rail. There's a magnet at the end to hold, a, to hold, to hold the tip in and all that sort of stuff. Open muzzle. There's just so many less things to go wrong. I just reckon rifes are like black. Once you go black, you don't go back. <laughs> That's what my <laughs> wife said. No, she said something along with once I had brown, I always frowned or something like that. I think that's what she said. Um, or spend most of my time in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was something along those. I never go down. Maybe that was it. That was definitely it. I, I never go down. at the crown. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. I've got no more. Oh, no, my husband's a fucking clown. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> oh, who cares? He uses all these nouns. Oh, fuck. Oh, my dad can't. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> what else is new? What's on the cards for the next couple of weeks? How's your Fuck, fun? mate. We've had some calves. We've had some calves this week. We've had some calves. Oh, you have? Yeah. What are you up to now? Oh, three or four? Three this week. By yeah. calves, we mean little cows. Yeah. No, well, but like- Bubba cows. You know when you see a fucking big, big solly walk through a place, like, they're not calves, they're cows. They're cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I walk them through, fucking tree trunks. When I walk through the place, they're like, they're not calves. <laughs> they're, what are they? Sticks. <laughs> they're like, are they dying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anorexic calves. That's a, they make me run fast. Shut the fuck up. They no. used to. I can't even say that now. I can't even say that now. How fast do you reckon? We'll get back to your cows in just two seconds. If you had to run 100 metres now, how quick do you reckon you could do it? 14. Providing you didn't pull a hammy. You reckon 14? you could pull a 14? <laughs> do you really? Do you? Wait, I... Uh, my young fella's in there and he can, he can run pretty quick. I still reckon I'll beat the cunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> The boy, venom that you yeah, said that. No, nah, because I'm just like, nah, mate. You're, you're, just out of sheer grit yeah, and determination. Out of sheer grit, I will snap both Every hamstring. Hand yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a dislocate a <laughs> hip, all that sort of stuff. Just to get the W. Just to get the W. <laughs> Fucking oath. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day and because I, I was watching. Oh, I don't even know why I ended up watching. I was watching a little bit like. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I was watching a fair bit of that Usain Bolt and my little boy's just getting right into sprinting and he's, he's actually quite quick and he enjoys it. Um, and I used to be pretty quick back in the day and I actually going down a wormhole on YouTube or Instabook or whatever the fuck it was that I was watching and then I saw come across this old dude, man, 75 fucking years old and he ran a 13.7 for the oh, 100. <laughs> At got me. 75 hey. fucking years old. I was thinking to myself, I don't think I could run that right now and I'm 43. I don't know if I could go sub 14. Actually, I went to run to the shed the other day in the piss and rain, but yeah. the ground is slippery. You've got to slow down. You've got to be careful. Yeah, safety <laughs> but I'm first. Like, I ran like a real fucking retard. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. When you stop running, like my kids are like, oh, come on, Dad, let's do some sprint training. Let's do this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do it. <laughs> I'll watch because I, I, I just don't think I could do it anymore. No. Nah. Really it, but at training, uh, jiu-jitsu, we warm up and then they say do a sprint along the wall. Yeah, yeah. 
I sort of step inside and just jog still. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like, I'm just not like pulling a, a fucking hammy. Oh, no, or not. that's exactly right. I nearly pull a hammy getting out of bed or having a wank. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know. Fuck, I could run 100 metres. It'd be painful. So, anyway, back to um, your cows, little cows. How many you got? We've got three this week. Have you? Yeah, three little ones popped out. There's some big bellies out there. Yeah, and must be a few more coming. I reckon there's another 20 coming at least. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so. Couple of good looking steers out there now. I got a video. I don't know. It's I put, I put one up of that. It, it fucking had the calf right in front of us. Oh really? Usually they fuck off down into the grass. Normally, and don't hide, they hide by themselves? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This one's like, nah. Watch this. Because <laughs> the Check last one, his head coming out my <laughs> hole. <laughs> the last one that came had that did that came to us because it was struggling. And then he had okay. two feet hanging out. Oh, I remember that. And you had to yank the bastard yeah, out, didn't you? Yeah, we had to yank you? it out. So did, that, like, did that calf make it? Yeah, it made it. It's, really? It Is that one of the ones out there? Yeah, and cool. So then I, um, this one was up beside us doing the same thing. I'm like, I got a video of like, said to Kate, like, am I going to have to pull this thing out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's just got its head out and its two legs and it's just the actual calf's just sitting there blinking and looking at us. <laughs> like, help, I'm stuck. <laughs> like, and then it just laid down and went... I know it does, doesn't it? I know, it's pretty fucking epic to watch, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's a bit of an eye open. The kids watch it? Um, No, they actually didn't because they're all inside crook. Oh, yeah, that's right. They've been rough as guts this week, haven't they? There's nothing worse than a sick kid. I think. Oh, no, there is. A lippy misses. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, fucking up there. That's right up there. (laughs) Mate, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Oh, trust me, I do. Um, yeah, yeah so. no, they, they, it's it's going up in numbers. How many head you got now? Uh, we've got like 125, but I think, yeah, we've got 128 now or something like that. Shit, eh? I reckon within the next month we'll probably have like 140. You have to take a few to the yard soon, I reckon. Yeah. We're lucky up here, though. I mean, you've got so much feed, haven't you? Yeah. And There's the so other- many places around, though. Like, you know, we hear about these massive cattle stations out west, million acres, two million acres, that mm. sort of stuff. But... The amount of feed that's out there, you're keeping one animal per 20 50 acres. Well, that's what I um, I was talking to Luke when we went out west there. Mm. He said, Mount Surprise about one in 15 acres. Oh, yeah. And then when you get out past Mount Surprise, it's one in 20 acres. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then you, as you work less... closer back to the coast, it gets better and better. Yeah, okay. Because of the rainfall. Yeah, of course. So yeah. Mount Garden's probably one in 12 or something yeah. like that, acres. But there's not many places in Australia or, or anywhere where you can go um, one-to-one, and that's pretty much what we're at. Yeah. You know, around here, you can go one one full-sized animal, not like a, a calf or anything like that. Yeah. You can go a full-sized animal per acre. Yeah, right? easy here, yeah. You know. <laughs> and the other thing is we could probably do one to half an acre because we've got bananas on the farm. Oh, so you, do you top them up with bananas? Do you bring bananas up much? We can't. We only bring them up when the grass is looking a, a bit, bit wintry. So yeah. So when the we'll just go and bring up a big heap of, in the next month or two, and they'll yeah. just chew on those. And they do. They smash them. Oh, I love it. Do they? Yeah. And that can't be bad for them. No, it's not. Not at all. It's, it's, it really puts the beef on them. Does it? Yeah. They 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 get pretty huge, eh? Pretty quick. Well, that young steer you pointed out to me, the Savo, and you said that was last year's model. Mm. He's got to be pushing 350, 400 yeah. kilo. Yeah. At, what, 12 months old? Yeah. You don't get that sort of return too many often. <laughs> nah. So you're going to give up bananas? Just go to cows? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wish. 
<laughs> what do you reckon to be harder, bananas or cattle? Fucking bananas. Yeah, really. Oh, people and the amount of work that's involved. Yeah. Like, it's labour intensive, isn't it? Fucking cattle's nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. Cattle's just, for the amount of acres, it's fucking nothing. Look, and, and that's probably the thing that jacks up the workload for these fellas on stations out west and that sort of stuff is the fact that they need so much more land. Yeah. They've got to, to cover, cover the their ground. Cattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of, like you said, you, you're talking one animal per 20 Acre, yeah. <laughs> and you've got 2,000, all of a sudden mm. you're up to 40,000 acres. That's a lot of fucking yeah. work. The thing is those big stations, they don't do no run them through the yards and air tag and do no, all this shit. It's no. just like half of those muster them and fucking yeah, put them yeah, in yeah. a truck. Yeah, when I was up <laughs> the Cape working on a station up there near Aracoon for a while, it was the same sort of thing up there. Like I reckon 80% of the cattle that were getting mustered were clean skins. Yeah. They'd but never seen a person. Locally, it's just, just the amount of flies and the amount of bullshit that ticks, everything that's here is not out west. No, and that's what I said to you just, just earlier on when, before we jumped on air. It's the same with horses. Like out west, it's dry, it's different grasses. Those grasses are suited for horses and cattle and all that sort of stuff and there's just less humidity and mm. bugs and you name it. Yeah. You know? And then the wet, just yeah. the wet. <laughs> you know, constantly being wet, their hooves never dry out, no. all that sort of stuff. It's it's very different. You find a lot of animals that come from out west. We find with the horses, a lot of horses that come from down south where it's a cooler, drier climate, they struggle. Yeah. They struggle big time up here. They get all sorts of cooties and itches and horses are, for not, uh, are synonymous for this stuff they call Queensland itch. Yeah. Which is just brought about through. Seed, grass seed allergies and... and Like that one beast I showed you. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he looks exactly like he's got Queensland itch. He's mm. just all those spots that he would normally scratch are all just festy and yeah. and yuck. And unfortunately, there's, there's we've got a horse like that at our place and he is so well taken care of. Like he, my missus just bends over backwards. We have tried absolutely everything to keep him in good nick. Not itchy, not festy, all that sort of stuff. And it does not matter what we do. He just is always scratching and itching and just irritable and, and all that sort of stuff. And he's a brilliant horse. He's completely worth putting the money into, you know, but he just you just can't get on top of it. Yeah. It's just a different climate to what they're bloody used to. They mm. just they just can't handle this wet. We're, it's a pretty unique environment where we are here. <laughs> it's, yeah. You, you know what I mean? You wouldn't want to be – I don't know how the Aboriginals lived here from – March till September. <laughs> oh, but I guess so, I guess the thing how did is they load a fucking fire? Oh yeah, I know. That'd be a fucking effort, wouldn't it? But then you get so much more resilient and cluey on how you keep yeah. things dry and but all that if, sort of when, stuff. After watching the alone, we should talk a little bit about that actually. Oh yeah. yeah. So have you you've watched the whole thing? Yeah, you watched all right, we're on to alone. That's it. <laughs> Fuck. I love the alone series. I've watched all the American well, not all the American ones, a vast majority of them and all that sort of stuff. And we watched the Australian ones. The first the first couple of weeks was a bit piss poor. Mm. Like there was some cats out there that probably didn't even lose a kilo and they pulled the pin. Like yeah. suck it the fuck up. But lose all, 10 but kilos the first. The good thing about it was the people that lasted there, they got a lot more coverage. Mm. Because you imagine having eight people being there for 60 days, they'd have to go through everyone and check them all out. But And I've got to be honest, the bird that won, Gina, I have a bit of a man crush on her. Like she was just a bit of a superstar, that woman. She's a, she's and a hard, she's a, a hard, hard bitch, man. 
Like just she's, hard she went, but gentle at the same yeah. time. And she's been through a lot. You can been through like, some shit. If you haven't watched it, watch this. Watch this. The series. It's pretty fucking cool. Like mm. it's a great idea. My missus is hell bent on getting me in it, and I think I'd probably enjoy it. I think that'd be a real challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I'd. I reckon I'd be one of those people that'd either have a mental breakdown the first seventy-two hours, <laughs> or I'd go through to well, like fucking two yeah. months, three come months, home, four look months. Like a fucking yeah, dick yeah, like yeah. Mike that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd look like some sort of Biafran reject out but of the Ethiopia. Thing, the thing with um, Mike was he he last to the end he did that um he paddled that canoe from townsville yeah the one he dug out himself he eh? was actually skinnier in those videos than he was oh uh, was he in alone yeah 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 so actually, and that's the thing it's a tv show you, yeah. you're gonna have to keep within certain parameters yeah. health wise you know and i i interviewed him here and he was still gaunt in the face yeah, and right. he, he had like a couple of pub meals between here and there yep and and he was still gaunt as fuck <laughs> well, that Gina chick was so switched on. She really was. Like, she, yeah. I think she put on 19 kilos yeah. before she went in there. Well, he put a bit on too. He Did put he? on, like, yeah, I think 15 or something. He kilos. looked like a bit of an ectomorph, though. I think he'd struggle yeah. to put weight on. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but they they just, I feel like where they were, you could have caught at least an eel every couple of days. Yeah. If you really. That's what I, I couldn't understand where they're like, oh, we have to uh, really. Ration our stuff now. It's like, well, right? Is it just me? Off? Yeah, I don't know if it's the way they edited it. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. They always put a certain spin on it. Yeah, but you know as well as I do. You've you've grown up fishing and catching eels and that sort of stuff when we're young. We all did it. I reckon eels are one of the easiest things to fucking catch. I I did have a um I sent Mike a couple of messages and I said it comes down to where you dropped off as well. Where Gina was dropped off is probably the best spot. But I have a theory, okay? Most people get dropped off and they stay there. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's my alone theory, okay? My alone theory, I reckon you've got a week. That first week is going to make or break you. Mm. Because once you get past that first week, then you're battling dehydration, you're battling malnutrition, you're behind the eight ball. That first week is where you've got to get everything done. I sincerely doubt that they're going to drop you in the best spot. (laughs) No. But I doubt that they're going to drop you any more than probably a kilometre away from a pretty good spot. Mm. No one goes for a walk. I reckon there the first thing. There was one follower did. Did one, he? The churchy follower. I can't remember his name. He was yeah, but he did, didn't he do that three weeks in before yeah. he went yeah, for he went a walk? Too late. Yeah. You'd do it the first day, wouldn't mm. you? As soon as your boots hit the ground, drop your pack, take your GPS and just walk for Warrior an hour in each direction. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> before you're starting to battle... All the the, de- the dehydration, malnutrition, all the, the elements that mm. are working against you. I, I reckon probably set up base camp, just a bit of a camp where you can come back and just lay down tarp. under the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just just chuck a tarp up yeah. and do your walk. Mm. An hour in each direction and I feel like they would set it up so that there is an optimal kind of a spot within mm. a certain distance, probably only a kilometre because a kilometre through thick bushes is hard. That this is the spot where we pick for you. This is the most obvious yeah, spot but, in the you area. Know, and, and <laughs> you know, fishing a lake or a river is just like fishing the reef. You need a pressure point. Yeah. You need a place where current's building up and in a lake, if there's any get... little freshwater streams running into a lake, that's where you fish. Well, not that lake. <laughs> no, there's a lake on the screen. On the screen. That's a dry fucking <laughs> lake. I don't know. There's been no water in that lake for the last hundred <laughs> years, mate. We're not like, yeah, we're not surviving there. Um, but I, I I just think you've got that week to find a good spot, build a fucking good shelter, 
You know what I mean? Mm. And if you've spent two or three days on your shelter and, and you think it's done, nah, probably another day, yeah. if not two. I think what Mike did was right. He um, set, just worried about his shelter, worried about setting up everything and then worried about food, where everyone else was worried about food straight away. Yeah. And he, that's like you said, he put on 20 kilos before the thing, so he knew he had like 20 days in him before he actually Pretty had much. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same as what Gina sort of did. Yeah. But she was a little bit more, I think she just got kissed on the dick with a good spot. She did. Overall. Bitch caught a fucking patty melon with her hands. <laughs> just jumped on it. All these other dudes trying traps. No, just go for a fucking walk in the bush, jump on it. Beat the shit out of it with your bare hands. She was gangster. She yeah. was absolutely gangster, that woman. She really was, man. To have a story like that, you know, losing, yeah. a, losing a kid. No, that's, yeah. And, and oh, the other one I really liked, I don't know, you know, what sort of relationship they have, but the fact that she kind of gave up her husband because she he was a dance lot younger than her, I think. There's a fair age gap between the two of them. You know what I mean? Mm. And she knew that he wanted to have kids and she knew that she wasn't going to be able to do it again. Yeah. To go your separate ways after, after losing a child, and Bub was three when they lost yeah, it, man. It was, that was yeah. like for her to spill her beans like that on national mm. TV and then win the fucking competition, no less. I take my hat off to her. Yeah, big time. Like that's strength personified. It's probably only a strength that a woman has. Oh, definitely. I don't think we have that kind of no. that intestinal fortitude about us. We like to think that we do, and there's plenty of blokes out there that are fucking hard as fucking nails, don't get me wrong. But that kind of resilience, it, that's a female trait. Mm. That's not a male trait. We like to pretend <laughs> that is. <laughs> Fuck. You ever see what we're like when we get man flu? Fuck. That's worse than losing a baby. I'm telling you right now, if you've never had it, like, that's the worst. Uh-huh. But there has been, um, what do you call it, scientific things proven that men actually suffer from the flus worse than women. Because <laughs> it's a different strain of flu. <laughs> it's got to be. It's worse than COVID. It's up there with <laughs> Ebola and it's more fatal than AIDS. So fuck off. They don't know. But, yeah, no, that was a really good story. I guess the thing is, though, in Australia, because I watched a few of the ones from Canada and Northern America, Alaska, all that sort of stuff, it's just the elements. Like that Mike bloke, he said that he he doesn't he, he didn't have to start a fire for the first, like, week or whatever that he was there because it's just not that cold. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Like, it might get down to, say, three degrees, four degrees, five degrees, but that's a lot different to minus ten. Yeah. <laughs> but know. in saying that, the first follower couldn't handle it. The follow, first follower pulled out on the first night. It's too cold. I know. And Mike's just laying in bed going, how and fucking he, warm is this? And he was a full, <laughs> he was a full indigenous fella too. He was part Aboriginal, part Māori, wasn't he? And he oh, did he's like more Māori. I know. And he did like a full <laughs> karaki on there and, you know, was, you know, saying hello to the spirits and all that. And I was like, yeah, cool, that's gangster. 24 hours later, he was going home like, fuck, bro, no. <laughs> no, man. Like, just... Stick it out until your bowel shut down at least. <laughs> it's only two weeks to kidney failure. <laughs> Suck it up, bro. Take one for the team. He was out of there after 24 hours. I was like, oh, my God. But I think, what, the first six were gone in the first six days. Yeah, no, there was, was only three or four left. That's in, right. In most of the show. And that's why I said to you back at the start, I said, oh, it's one of those, I think that game is that first week. Mm. The more you set up in that first week that's going to set you in stone. You know what I mean? You don't want to be chasing your tail three or four weeks in when you're already hungry and out of water. Because there was that one bloke in one of the seasons from the US. He was a bit of a weird fella, but, like, his camp was just unbelievable. Like, he had a 
bottle that he found on the beach and he tied it to a tree with like a pulley setup so that when he stepped on a little foot pedal underneath the tree, the bottle tilted and water came out of the bottle yeah. so he could wash his hands. <laughs> this dude had Think everything. About it. If you got a bit of like, you'd have a bit of time on your hands. Oh, he, and that's exactly <laughs> right. Like he'd even carved himself a chess set and he was playing chess yeah, against that himself. One, yeah. That dude. He went home because he missed his wife. Yeah. Like, he wasn't going he had, anywhere. I think he had the same thing. He had a young kid who passed away or something Something well. along yeah, those lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people like that, they're the ones that can absolutely survive. Yeah. But it's, it's just, how do you reckon you'd go, honestly? How do you reckon nah, you'd go? I, I wouldn't be. I'd probably be, I'd probably just, because I'd just put some weight on and probably just do two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I've, yeah. I, and I've, where they went, I don't think it'd be any good. I think the cold would hurt me. Cold would I hurt don't me, like but the cold, I, no. I don't have no. I probably, if I took a fishing line, that'd probably get some fish and stuff. But the rest of it, knowing how to fucking build a shelter, like they pro- build a proper shelter, build a proper like so it's ventilated yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. sort of shit. And it's yeah. like I'll give it a go, but I don't know how I'd go. Well, I mean, half those fellas didn't even fucking build shelters, did they? Did you see what some of them were building? There was that one fella that had a puddle above him that would have been a, probably a quarter of a ton of water. He's fucking, I was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, honestly, come on, it's not that hard. The only one that built a decent shelter was that bird, and yeah. she was just warm and toasty the whole yeah, time. she just had that, like, mo- big cover, moss cover. I guess much. the more the merrier, isn't yeah. it? The more you chuck on. Mm. But a few of the ones I've watched from the US, I don't know how many of the series of the US ones that you watch, and there's a couple from Europe as well. And you can just tell there's a few people out there that that, 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 that like they do that on the regular. Because yeah. you watch some of the shelters that they build <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck me. He's like, built a five-star fucking yeah. hotel. <laughs> it's not just waterproof, it's bear-proof, it's ferret-proof, well, it's that's fucking wing-proof. But that's the difference, yeah. isn't it? I love how on the Australian one they had a, a, a Tassie devil squawking <laughs> in the distance and everyone's like, <gasps> <gasps> it's coming for me. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. It's a Tasmanian devil. It's the size of a fucking corgi. Like we don't have any apex predators just in Australia. The and we sure as shit don't have any apex predators in Tasmania. No. Like fuck me. Are I you really kidding? I really want to know if they're gonna bring it north. I, that's I like But I feel like Can they bring it north? I think the problem with bringing it north is that the weather is not harsh enough. Well, it's but, too warm because you never get hypothermia. Mm, you never hot, get though. it's. It, look, it gets hot. Don't mm. get me wrong. And the hot time of year is probably when you do it because that's when the wet season's on. Yeah. So then trying to combat the wet would be pretty hard. Like trying to make a shelter that you can actually stay fucking dry in mm. would be pretty hard. But I think it's just the fact that it never gets cold enough to for hypothermia to be a bother. Realistically, you could live up here all year yeah, round. I think that's why they, fire. they choose those areas because the, I think the cold they do. is going to yeah, fucking. It's going to eliminate 70% yeah. of your clientele. I reckon the hardest one would be the desert. Mm. Middle of the fucking. Chuck them out west somewhere. We, obviously, you've got to give them some source of water. How are they going to get the boat to them? <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick them up what? in a boat and it's like. Pick them up in a fucking helicopter. <laughs> Because that that country out west, mm. you, you know as well as I do. Once you you get past the Great Dividing Range and you're <laughs> heading west, fuck, you get it's barren quick, flat and barren, doesn't it? <laughs> Not much water. You struggle to find a spring. I actually think that 
I, I feel like if you were to chuck them out west where it's hot and dry and not a huge amount of water, I think that would be a shorter series than having them somewhere cold because there's <laughs> no like, water. Today and alone. Um, we can't do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's right. You know, because I just feel that um, that the heat, the dry, you know, they'd be pulling people within a week just yeah. through dehydration and that sort of stuff. I, I just feel like it'd, it'd be easier in some respects, but then in, in the most important respect, number one being water, I think it'd be just, it'd be fucking super hard. Yeah. You know, how them, how their Murray's out there at West and that sort of stuff survive and thrive and that's that's fucking incredible. <laughs> like that is one they of find the find one tree and sit under it all mate, day and 100%. Then move in the afternoon. And then you go, you know, you go to Africa with them them tribes over there yeah. that are running through the sticks. Have you ever seen that that African tribe that run their food down? Yeah. That yeah. is bullshit nuts. Sus I can't. Sus Z or something? Yeah, uh. Zambezi herdmen or something like that. Oh, I know. They, yeah, they... Yeah, they actually they run their prey down. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, get oh, yeah. online. I think it's, you'll probably find it on YouTube. And they're all only but seven foot tall. Yeah, I know these these dudes <laughs> these these dudes this African tribe, and they're still wear rocking the loincloths yeah. and a spear, and they will legitimately run a fucking antelope or a jumbuck down. They'll just keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. They won't sprint. They'll just keep a shuffle or a jog out, on. Yeah. And they'll just keep the animal moving. They'll track it and they'll move it some more. They'll track it and they'll move it some more. You know what I mean? Mm. And over the space of seven or eight hours, the animal overheats. Yeah. And it just can't run anymore. And it gets to the point <laughs> where these boys can walk up to the fucking animal with a spear and just ram it through the side of its chest because <laughs> the animal just is, is, is that exhausted, can't run. Yeah. Imagine us trying to do that. Oh, I'm trying to Bro, I struggle to run. I struggle to run down a chicken and coals. <laughs> And that fucker's in a bag in the warmer. <laughs> like, but someone took the last one to yeah, chase after them. Someone took, them. took the last one, one and, I, and I still didn't end up with a chicken. <laughs> no, you're at the at the um, counter trying to steal it out there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Pinch it out <laughs> of their trolley. And here's these dudes running down antelope and gazelle and gnu and all that sort of stuff. And here we are struggling to get a feed out of coals. <laughs> I oh. was talking to you this afternoon in the text and you're like, what are you up to? I said, oh, fucking... I've been fishing under a train bridge and I sent you a photo of just I've been fertilising today. You and look when, like shit. You look like a crackhead. When you, when you drive through fertilising pretty quick through a banana paddock, you just get sprayed with um, fucking mud. All the mud comes off the wheel and just goes <laughs> up you? in your face. Usually you have to wear – my brother's been in hospital twice because he wasn't wearing glasses, got in his eye and just like fucks his eyes, all the grit and shit. In the, in really? The so he's, at, he's been there twice to get his eyes washed out before. <laughs> and um, so I sent you a text. But the story about this one is um, just around the corner where my farm is, there's a, a railway bridge. Yeah. And I had a couple of mates. I'm going to name them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think one listens. As, as we do. <laughs> no, well, he told me the story. Rob Bruin. Um, I think it might have been Paul Martin and Jared Apo. Yeah. They were they – were, Fishing just near my farm, near the uh, the Silver Bridge, we call it. It's the Queensland Rail Bridge. Yeah. And they were sitting there fishing and they um, heard the train coming and they said, Oi, let's go for a drive under the bridge while the train's going over so we can see what it like sort of looks like. So they, they drove in under the bridge and they're all – they're like, Fuck, well, no, yeah, this is awesome. They put the anchor back down. They're sitting there for about 10 minutes. And old mate goes, you smell like, 
you smell shit? And he's like, what do you mean shit? And he goes, oh, I just smell like, like someone shit themselves or what? And they're like, nah. He goes, oh, let's fuck off back up the river. And old mate turned to start the motor and he had a fucking human turd on his back. Because when those trains go over the fucking water. No, stop it. They drop, no, stop it. They drop the fucking <laughs> sewer Where down. was this here in town? <laughs> yeah. And they dropped the shit on him. Did they? Oh, fuck, that's so good. So turd fucking landed on his back. I won't name out of those three followers who it landed <laughs> who on. The I can't remember who, who it landed on. I'll you just, can remember. I'll, I'll just say Rob Braun. Fuck him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he listens. So um, Shitty back Rob. <laughs> yeah. So it, I think it landed on his back and they were like, Whoa, you got to turn your back. Oh, bud, really? That's oh, why, that's feral. Yeah, that's why when I sent you the photo, I said I've been fishing under a bridge. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just posted to Dinsta? <laughs> the photo of you and I said if you're fishing, if you're fishing under a bridge, if you know, you know. <laughs> so when we when I used to work out on the dive boats, we used to set up like the back deck was like one of them, uh, like an uh, elevated platform where you could drop it down into the water. And that's where we did all the introductory dives from and the snorkelers got in the water and all that sort of stuff. Boats obviously have sludge tanks to catch all the shit and that sort of <laughs> stuff. And you're not allowed to dump that sludge in and around the reef. You can only dump that in between. And, and everyone sticks to that. But accidents happen, you know, and I remember sitting under the fucking boat one day and my back was towards the vessel and I'm looking at these these four tourists holding onto a metal bar on about two metres <laughs> under the water and you've got to get them to do some bullshit skills so that there's a potential that they won't die when you take them for a dive. They still probably will. And anyway, I'm sitting there going through the skills, you know, a mask clear and a regulator removal and replace and that sort of stuff for these things. And this bit of paper just kind of <laughs> went past. And was, what the fuck is that? Anyway, just keep going. Another bit of paper. Fucking next thing you know, these red bass start coming in. What's going on? <laughs> I turn around and look behind me. It was a catamaran vessel, so it's, you know, twin hulls and that sort of thing. And the discharge was into the middle, like yeah. in between the two hulls. <laughs> Mate, it was like fucking Star Wars. There was just these lumps and asteroids just <laughs> floating through the water columns straight at me and these fucking four tourists. And I thought, fuck it, we're not even doing the skills. We're out <laughs> these four tourists have just bailed. Hey? Just you qualified off. 20 metres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fucking out of here. And um, there was just shit and turds floating <laughs> through the water. I was like, oh, my God. You said you got NASA approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got back from that dive, <laughs> jumped straight out of the water, went up to the skipper. I was like, you didn't shut the shit tank again. He's like, oh, no, so sorry, ran downstairs, closed it all up. <laughs> and turds floating through the water. And some full fish. And some full fish, man. <laughs> oh, we used to see some shit. One of the guys I used to dive with, I remember Trent, his name was. I wish I could remember his last name. But he I got bent because he went down too far. Well, I no, that was me. I got bent because I went down too far. No, he he had a big big night on the curry the night before coming to work, and I remember him coming back to the back of the boat with these tourists, and he just he just kind of threw them at me. He was like, "Just just get my divers out of the water, just get them out of the water." I'm like, "Okay, all right, shit, I'll get them out of the water, calm down." And he just powered off across the surface with his you know his tank on and all his gear on. He just fucking swimming like a madman for about eighty meters out, probably 70, 80 meters away from the boat, and you just hear, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sakes!" <laughs> Didn't make it. Look at him, and then all of a sudden he just started, yeah, mate, the biggest, runniest, sloppiest turd you've ever seen. It just filled his wetsuit up, couldn't get it off fast enough, had it coming out the back of his neck and all that sort of thing. He threw that wetty in the bin that afternoon. He just chucked it. He was like, nah, I'm not even trying to get the smell out of that fucking thing, just chuck it in the trash. 
<laughs> it was hilarious. It was so good. We used to see that sort of shit out there all the time. Hey. It's But shit stories, oh, I don't know why men find shit stories and shit jokes so funny. We I, just do. It's like to, maybe um, it's a throwback to our immature youth. Noob Spiro podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He always talks about poo stories. Does he, does he do the shit stories, does he? I told a he? poo story on his podcast. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've talked about it before. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> shit stories are funny. <laughs> we went out to the Bernard Islands out off, out off Innisfail here and one of my mates, Noel Higgins, I won't, I won't, <laughs> won't name, name. <laughs> Noel, N-O-E-L. Higgins, H-O-G. <laughs> He's, I was out spearing and beside the boat and then I looked up and all, all I seen was this ass hanging over the side of the boat and it just plopped right in front of my face as I was swimming past. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So I grabbed it and picked it up and threw it at him. You dirty shit. That's too good. Oh, shitting stories are the best. They really are. I remember we, um, oh, fuck, I wish I could name this prick because I still don't like him. <laughs> anyway, he, he he acted a fool in a venue that I was I was doing, and it, like he really acted a fool. When I say he acted a fool, it was enough to get him banned for about twelve months. I don't think we let him back in for because he was a proper flog. And um, anyway, it's amazing how much a, uh, we call them the professional term is a pain compliance technique. So it's it's, it's <laughs> some sort of hold that it's called a cunt exerts a certain amount of pain on you, and you just do whatever the fuck you're told because. Certain parts of your body are sore. Anyway, he did what he was told and then he shit himself. <laughs> I know. And we were like, oh, fuck. A bit of an overreaction. <laughs> was a bit I feel. Weak, bit weak. But you're a dickhead. You can go home. There you go. Take that with you. And <laughs> you turd. And you turd too. <laughs> um, please don't do jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's exactly right. You know, those dudes that shit on you. <laughs> you know, I stopped doing that in college. <laughs> You go to college. Ah, fuck no. Only to shit on people. <laughs> Sound very American. Only to shit on people. That's all. That's what we do here. Shit I, on people. I had a bit of a laugh on the weekend. I went crabbing. Went, took the family. Uh, I went up Friday afternoon, put some crab pots out, took them up Saturday. The fam- my, my brother flew up from Sydney. That's right. I remember you saying you had some family here. And he brought his new partner up. Yep. Took him and him out. And we... Why? See, I'm, I'm good as gold. I was waiting for you to say, no, I wasn't. I knew exactly where you were coming from and I was waiting for you to say something and I knew it was going to be, I was waiting for it. Do we have to edit this? Good as, no, we don't. Absolutely not. Good as gold, happy for him, hope they're happy. Yeah, anyway, no, no. you no, took no. him crabbing. Yeah, so they're actually, he's actually a good lad and yeah, yeah, yeah. partner that's come up. So. Do you like him more than your brother? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably about to listen to this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to take you fishing whenever you want to come up, mate. <laughs> so we went uh, went up the river, took them. And I, <laughs> I said, you've been crabbing before? And they're like, oh. So I dropped the crab out in front of them. I said, pick it up. <laughs> Did you hear a kind of a bloke you are? Mate, yeah, I fished boy, a lot and I'm terrified go. of crabs. He had Did a he? go. He had a go. And I'm like, dude, don't. Not there. Stop, stop. Not there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. For the uninitiated, a, a, a mud crab claw is fucking strong. It will pretty much nelly cut your finger off. Almost. But if there it, was, it will just crush it'll it crush within it. taking it off. Yep. 
if there was a sharp <laughs> edge to a, a crab's nipper, there's not. And that's yeah. probably what makes them worse. Yeah. It'd take your finger off. Yeah, it's more of a crushing It's thing just a crushing happens. thing. It is like a hydraulic <laughs> fucking ram that just won't let up, man. And I'm terrified of them. And it I tastes really all right. It tastes amazing. <laughs> tastes, how many did you get? We ended up getting five on oh, Saturday. Oh, did you? But this time of the year, I was expecting way more. I was a little bit upset. It's not bad at the moment. I spoke to a few crabbers that were on the water that day and they only got about the same amount. So it might have been just the tides. And it Maybe. Wasn't cold. Full moon at the moment, isn't it? Last weekend, it was the lowest tides of the year. So I think they might have played a bit or lower tides of the year. It was point. Three four? or four? Yeah, yeah, I think it's putting three or four. I can't remember. Some people do the walk on the, to the reef. I was on the tour boat that day. Yeah, some people do the walk to the reef. That yeah, day. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Out at so Caramine there. When you're here, they're going to do the walk to the reef. You know, it's, it's, like, low. it's fucking low. So mm. the crabs are probably like, I'm just going to sit in my hole and I'm not going to fucking go into a pot. Speaking of crabs, it's funny. I was sitting on the um, the the balcony of the hotel we were staying at. We looked out over the Cairns Esplanade mm. and that mud flat out the front of the Esplanade there, you know, it's a big space, big yeah. area, that area. And there would have been 20, 25 crab pots, They're all exposed, yeah. all just sitting on the dry mud. Well, not dry mud, but, you know, no water. The no tide was out. On them. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't see from how far we were. But you could tell it was one of the – definitely a 12 or 13 of them were from a, from a pro. You could see the line that he'd run across the Esplanade dropping them all in in yep. a row. You know what I mean? But like I said, there would have been 20, 25 pots. And as soon as I saw all those pots, I was like, fuck, there must be some crabs on the go at the moment. Yeah. You don't see that many pots out if there's There's not. some of the uh, North Queensland when it's cool. It's when, it's, when, the when it fires, isn't it? At the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit up, like it didn't really fucking work. Like I, last year I went, I got 14 legal crabs in one pot. Did you? One pot. I got my fucking That wasn't in, in this pot. river though, was it? That was the cans in Lake. You got all those. <laughs> not down here, you fuckers. No, no, that was in Silkwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... And saying that, it did, doesn't fucking – it hasn't happened this year. <laughs> no, 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 I know. But it still it still does fish quite well, Danny. Yeah, I think it's just different weather. I think that day being the lowest time of the year, I think that had a big part of it. So when I was on – the lower time of the year. When I was on the – we used to do uh, – we used to chuck a crab pot in the water when I was on the croc boat. And we used to check it every other day and show the tourists some crabs and all that sort of stuff, which always petrified me because it's one thing to fuck around with a crab when you're on your own or with a mate, but when you're in front, <laughs> in front of 20 of tourists paying money <laughs> to watch some idiot get nailed by a mud crab, it always – I was like, any minute now it's going to be me. <laughs> but because of the size of the boat, we obviously can't go sneaking up into, you know, your tiny yeah. little creeks and your little tributaries off the main stretch of the river. We kind of had to just chuck them wherever we could get them easily. Which was usually on the side of a sandbar, and that's and it completely changed my outlook towards where you get crabs. Yeah, it really did, man. Because there's a few times we pulled it. Now I'm talking middle of damn near the middle of the channel, just on the edge of a sandbar, up up upstream from a bit of a hole type stuff. Mm. There was a few times we pulled it out, and there was ten to thirteen, fourteen crabs. Yep, three, four legal type type crabs. Yeah. It was unreal. And I always used to think you had to go and find those tiny little holes yeah. tucked away. Don't get me wrong. Those or, holes probably were. Or work. the drains coming out of the mangroves. Or the drains coming out of the mangroves and that sort of stuff. That was always my kind of ethos on it. But since doing it there, it's, it's changed. I'm kind of like, you know, you'd, you'd chuck four pots in those small holes, but you'd still probably chuck two on the end of a sandbar. And, uh, yeah, the other thing, <laughs> Johnson River is not really heavily crabbed. 
Because a lot of fresh water comes out of it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's probably actually a shit spot to go. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Cairns Inlet's much better. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I've got a mate goes there, Cody Matthews. <laughs> yeah, crab, crab king, crab king, crab, crab king. cuffs. That's crab, Check his crab, crab cuffs. cuffs. Yeah. Crab cuffs. Crab king is the name of the website. Yep. www.crabking.com.au.au. Yep. And check out the crab cuffs. I actually put a um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We chucked a bit last up last weekend. That's exactly right. On, <laughs> on, on, on how they work, they're a brilliant <laughs> idea. They really are. Actually, like put I one said, up last weekend. Where <laughs> I'll show you the video later. Where I'll, check out crab cuffs on Instagram. Yeah. And you'll see the video of me, the silly video I made, and he posted it. It's a great idea. Because mm. bailing twine, yeah, okay, it works. But, oh, fuck, it's nerve-wracking. Oh. You ever been tagged by a muddy? Have you had one get you? I don't think I have. Haven't I've, you? I've seen, I have. I've seen a few people, but you know what I do? I drive the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> and they say, grab it, grab the pot. Yeah, you grab, grab it, grab it, it. it's my boat, just grab but it. Last weekend it was, I'm driving the boat, I've got to get the crabs out. I've got to dodge this tree. Look at everyone. Bang, a tree knocks everyone out of the boat. It's like, well, fuck, I can't drive. Pull shit out of the yeah. pot. Untie the pot. <laughs> Fucking help me. Help me I'm help like, you. I've got plebs all around me. Plebs, plebs, plebs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got tagged once years ago, and I'm talking oh, probably 20-odd years ago, on my big toe, just in the boat. And I was just trying to just use my foot to hold him down, and I just had my foot too far out <laughs> to the front, and he just reached over the back of his head and just went boof on the side of my toe. And I tell you, fucking what, man? Like I, I and I, I have no shame admitting I bashed him with a hammer. Like oh. I just shattered him. I was in that much of a hurry to get that fucking claw off my foot. But the thing is, you, you kick it, the claw comes off, but it stays on. It stays on <laughs> with the exact same, same amount pressure. of tension. <laughs> just it's like, come on, mate, you, you, oh your heart's got to stop. God, like yeah, I've just crushed you with a hammer. Let the fuck go. But yeah, ever since then, they always give me the fucking heebie-jeebies. The mud crabs, they will mess your day up so bad. Oh. Like trying to get them out of the pots, when you've got 14 yep. in a pot and there's one legal yep. and there's about 13 ones that are like a little bit just yeah, under. Yeah, I know what you mean. You've got to shake that pot around until old mate's in the right spot, then just fire in and grab him. Do you take a do you take a big bucket with you or anything like that? I used to, to empty it, him into. But getting them out of the bucket's actually harder than getting them out of the pot because you can see, like, because they all sit on top of each other and they all aim upwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. When they're in the actual pot, they still walk around thinking they're sort of free. So at GF Rural or any rural supplies, you can get those, I think, don't quote me, they're about 120 or 125 litre round tubs. Them Nelly buckets. No, no, no. Um, They're probably bigger than a Nelly bucket again. with like two handles on them? No, they're round. They're they're perfectly round. But if if you get one of those... They actually fit a crab pot in them perfectly. Yeah. The whole crab pot will just sit straight in it. One of the best things I've ever seen in a boat. Stops all the leaves and shit getting in the bottom of your boat. That and you need to. And you can empty the whole lot straight into it. Get a set of tongs that we're going to invent and they're going to fucking clamp over the top of the crab and you're like, then you just measure it and throw that fucker out. Yeah, that's not a bad idea too, eh? Like a big long set of barbecue tongs. Yeah. That's what you need. Shit, we, we said too much. We probably have. Someone else will jump Lucky on Lucky no one fucking listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck would they? Why would they? Let's be honest. Fuck, what time we got? I yeah. feel like we've been dribbling yeah, shit we, for a while We're a fair now. way. We're actually past, but I just want to yeah. point out one thing. With a, I uh, went up the river crab potting. Crab potting? 
Well, crabbing? Cra- crabbing. Yeah. Crab pot. No. Last time I went crabbing, it was the fucking bullshed up in Cairns. <laughs> if you know, yes. you know. You know, you know. And um, this person has travelled all the way up the river, probably 10Ks up the river, and they've dropped their pots in 20 metres apart in the line. In That'd be fresh water, wouldn't it? In the it? middle, but no, no, like near where I had, I had my pots, yeah. but they've put them in the middle of the river. 20 metres apart. How many of them? Eight of them. Are you kidding? Were? Really? And so what's that? Talk about putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. That's hell. like, dude, you, you've just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like some of those contestants on the alone where they fished the 10 metre stretch of river. <laughs> oh, I think with alone, though, they weren't allowed to have set lines. You couldn't just leave yeah. the lines there. They had to be watched. You've mm-hmm. got the GoPro. How are yeah. they going to know? Turn your fucking phone off. That's turn exactly your right. Cameras Just off, don't mate. fucking film it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. No, all right. We're fucking done then. We're out of here. Uh, I'm, well, I'm going to go catch a pig, actually. I'm, I'm gonna trying go to think if I've got anything else here. Oh, we haven't done a count of the week. You said you got one. Oh, yeah, and I've got a count of the week. You fucking council. Not honestly. We've put in me My and wife works for the council. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying she's a shit cunt, but, you know, <laughs> you lay with fleas, you get dogs. Get dogs. <laughs> dogs. So we, we, put in a, we put in a thing. We only live four kilometres out of town. Like, you know where our spot is. We're yeah. not miles out of fucking town. We're pretty fucking close. In fact, we are only 900, 850 metres, actually, outside of what is classed as residential zoning. That's yeah. how close to town we are. So we've got a, a dirt road of about 150 metres that leads up to a, the four blocks, me and me three neighbours. Um, and, okay, there's only four blocks, but, man, we, we on average I think we pay about four grand a year in rates. Mm. The cane farmer that also lives on that road, I can't imagine what he's paying in Eight rates. 10, yeah. yeah, absolutely, and the rest because they, they do pretty well for themselves, that family. Um, so we hit him up and said, you know, Every year our road gets flogged because it's also a loading area for all the sugar. Yeah. We've got a terminal just near, right in front of our house, actually. So all the cane within, say, probably five k's of our place, maybe six k's of our place, all gets loaded into the the carriages right at our place there. Yeah. So it gets a fair bit of use, and we were like, "Come on, can you seal it? It's 150 meters worth of road. It's not going to take that much. We're paying four grand a year. That's 16 grand just from our house." Easily rounded up to twenty, if not twenty-five, a year from the five residents that are on that little stretch of road. No, can't do it. Mm. Well, what the fuck are you doing with the twenty-five grand then? Because <laughs> you took away all the fucking rubbish bins. Every fucking sealed road in this town looks like a goat track. Just you know, you know, you know. It's just a bit cunty. It is. It's just a bit cunty. I'd yeah. love to know, like. When you start looking at a breakdown of what a council spends every year and where they spend it, I, I really should, like it's all public knowledge and you can go and have a look at it and that sort of stuff. But how much of this shit gets spent on consultants and project managers? The, the thing that annoys like me that. is locally every year or so they're having a restructure. Oh, how many times have you got to restructure? Well, you only got to restructure when you put fuckheads in, in place, don't That's you? That's right. That's why it needs restructuring. And but the thing is, who picks after when you do a restructure? Who is the person that's doing the picking? Well, that's right. Because they're not part of the fucking. They can't. Anyone they, that, they're not. They're not part of this shire because they got to pick out of outside of the shire. That's the thing. And and anyone that thinks that a mayor has some sort of say or pull is kidding nah. themselves. 
They do fuck all. The director has way more say. Yeah, what do they call him? A CEO? Is a yeah, CEO director, of the council? Yeah, director? Yeah. Same sort of thing. Yeah. And he's also on three times the salary that a fucking mayor is on. Yeah. You know, like the mayor might be on, what's a mayor, 140, 150 or something like that. But he's just a fucking figurehead. If he's just a figurehead and he doesn't actually have a genuine say, fuck him off. Mm. All these councillors. He's, he's just a poster child for the fucking. He's, he's, a, he's a figurehead. That's yeah. all he is. You know and then what I mean? the CEO sits behind him going, oh, what can you Organising everything. Yeah. So, so fuck the figurehead off. He's good for nothing except yeah. 150, the CEO, 160 The CEO should be the person who should be doing the talking. Exactly. And I, I don't know why, like, you know, realistically, when you look at a council's government's biggest business in the country. Oh, put it why this way. It? The biggest business in Innisfail is the council. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely it is. Followed, no closely, by, followed closely by Centrelink. Um, but, <laughs> but you, not saying anything. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just don't know don't see why we have these councils, governments, all that sort of stuff. And it doesn't get just treated like business. Mm. Treat it like business. Make good, smart business decisions. Big problem is so many of these fucking politicians have never worked in the real world. The other thing is just knowing what's going goes on in those places and like in the world, the in whole world. In the world. And that's and it's such a changing it's just like world now. You isn't cannot it? say or do anything you might upset someone, yeah, you I know, know, if you say the wrong thing. It, I know. Like this is how fucked like but like the banana industry is so awesome on that sort of things. It's mm. like call a spade a spade mm. and move on. Yep. You can't do that in fucking any other place. It's just like you hurt their feelings. They're going to have six months off fucking stress leave. I know. Leave. It's just bullshit. It's isn't fucking it? bullshit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Trust me. It- they need to be drowned in the fucking local town pool. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> well, when it comes down to you, like we're spent, we're paying for these people to be there, and they're playing on bullshit. Yep. They need to be drowned in the local town. Yeah, pool. that's right. And I think I feel like a big part. No, of- Fuck them, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a big part of the problem, greatest, no disrespect to the baby boomers, but we just have councils and governments that are so full of fucking baby boomers now. Yeah. It's just a generation that is so out of touch with what 2023 is. And the thing is, it's, but the thing is, it's, they're in touch. It's trans. It's all these, every other thing that's like, they, they're the big voice oh at the God, moment. Oh, God, let's not get started on this but conversation. The, but that's, that's the world at the moment. It is. Yep. It needs to be fucking I've said it once, I've said down. it a thousand times. All you hear these days is from the 5% on the far, far left or the 5% the far, far right. You don't <laughs> hear fuck all from the rest of us that are stuck in the middle. I always say if you want to figure out what's going on in the world, make a meteorite hit somewhere and see who fucking survives. Wouldn't be much. Wouldn't no, be like, like a small one. So shit hits the fan, everyone freaks out, and then we'll see who fucking survives. It's not going to be these cunts who fucking get dressed up in mum's lipstick anyway. I fucking tell you that. I've always said that if you want to find out what's really going on in the world, finger a trans person. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we're fucking out of here. I've had one too many drinks. Yep. <laughs> it's getting we might have hand. to cut this off because no, we, we went a don't bit too deep. Fucking but dare you, pussy. Don't cut that last bit off. No, fuck them. Oi, no cunt listens to us anyway. Everyone loves fingering trannies. Um, All right, so if you want to share this with your mates, this is called the um, Pub Mo Podcast, and uh, we bring live beers and live rums and live fucking... There's a fair bit of grog sitting in front of us right yeah. now. I don't know how this worked out. It's a fucking Wednesday. <laughs> you keep talking and we'll fucking take a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, got the tequila, got the rum, there's a beer there. I love how you put me in the photo yeah, so I look like the piss wreck alcoholic. See that? That was full. It was. 
Reef tip, See, that, give it a that whirl. Was full. That was full. Not tonight. We haven't done half a <laughs> bottle of tequila. Fucking Smithies. Yep. And All as right. you can see, we're, this is the end of the show. And um, I'll see you next week, motherfuckers. Peace out. Love yous. Mwah!